Hello and welcome to the Songs of Emily Rose podcast. My name is Emily Rose Simons and every month or so I will hail a cab onto the internet through songs and a bit of spiel wrapped in a rough and not quite ready podcast. So grab a bagel, make friends with a cockroach, get stuck on the L train for almost an hour or whatever you like to do as you listen to the Songs of Emily Rose podcast series two episode two. The theme for this episode is A New Yorker in Exile. For those of you who are first-time listeners, or those of you who don't know me personally, I used to live in New York City. I studied and worked there between 2014 and 2017. I had hoped and tried to live there forever, but my visa application was denied, thus I do not live in New York anymore. At first, I returned often. Between rehearsals, workshops, shows, meetings and catch-ups, I could be found sleeping on friends' floors, sofas, blow-up mattresses, chairs, spare rooms, spare beds, occasionally even sharing a bed. Though recently, not so often. A year could easily go past without setting foot in a place that at one time seemed utterly vital to my existence. Last month, I went on a visit to New York, It was unlike any time before. For the first time, no rehearsals, no workshops, no shows, no meetings. I was a tourist. And, or probably because, for the first time, I had brought along my beloved. And yes, it was exciting. And yes, it was fun. And yes, I enjoyed introducing him to my friends and my life. The other part of my life. My old life. The places I used to go to. I mean, the ones that were still there. The remaining friends that miraculously held onto the city through visa obstacles, sky-high rents, etc. And my 24-year-old self. I felt her materialise somewhere between the plane and the never-ending immigration queue at JFK. I thought she and I had made peace, so I was genuinely surprised to find her waiting for me after all these years, sulkily shadowing me round the city. The song you are about to listen to is from The Repatriate, a musical about a woman who loses her visa and can't get out of bed, potentially inspired by my personal history. This song is a voice message she listens to in her gloomy childhood bedroom. Remember the diner at three in the morning. You were hungry, you were cranky, so I guess I took you out. And you were awkward, and it was freezing. The one train had a 23-minute wait. We shivered on the platform. I'd like to think that was a date The diner was empty At 3.30 in the morning You were reading, analyzing That large and greasy menu And you were awkward, hardly speaking My repartee couldn't compensate 
We ate cold and stale burgers. I'd like to think that was a date. It's four in the morning here. I'm at the diner now. Had a late one after work. Ended up here somehow. Maybe I. I don't know what. Maybe we. I don't know why. Maybe you've already found yourself a nice, upstanding British guy. This diner is creepy. At four in the morning, a woman is talking, more like debating, with someone who isn't there. Are you still awkward? Are you still driven? Do you think I could appease fate so that one day I may take you on a second or first date? That was Diner Date from The Repatriate, and you were enjoying a performance from Nick Ong. My 24-year-old self loved New York. Everything, every step on the sidewalk, every trip on the subway, the car horns and steam from the street was filled with meaning and adventure, and anything or anyone that had ever made her feel small or less than was immediately pushed to the side. Because New York was the beginning of her story, and anything that had happened anywhere else was renegated to the precursor, the introduction that no one reads. And she was not alone. Subways filled with people who have swapped a semblance of normality and comfort for something that requires them to reach and reach hard. From the bankers to the actors, the small business owners and independent theatre managers, the huge multitude of students at Teachers College, the seminaries, the music schools, the universities. New York University offers an intense part-time MBA designed for the after-hours of those working a full-time 50 to 70 hours a week at major banks and international companies because weekends and evenings are for sane people, not for New Yorkers. Not for those who have always been driven and different. Not for those who drink in exhaustion and chaos like it's water. And they're all assembled in Manhattan as if it's a huge reunion of a family no one knew they were related to until now. Everyone is so different and yet with something very deep in common. A bruise, some damage, some lava-like desire. Amongst these strangers of extremely different backgrounds, they feel more at home than ever before. New York became the only home that mattered to my 24-year-old self. It's the only home that matters to a lot of New Yorkers. It's a world of their own the centre of the universe, their universe. Back to the repatriate. For a while, when Amy comes home, she is scared to catch up with people, scared of the supposed inevitability of their perfect lives next to the supposed failure of her life. Eventually, she has the strength to catch up with a friend, 
Now, this friend is super cool, extremely chill, unshakable, unquakable. Their natural habitat is an intellectual party or a lively hang either in Manhattan or Brooklyn. On this video call, Amy asks this king of chill, Um, how's New York? And he's like, you know New York, it's, you know, it's cool, you know. <laughs> People get brunch. People get coffee, people feed their souls until the hashtag blessed. People grab beers, people get cocktails, people don't forget what the slurs words confessed. But I'm enjoying my time in this blessing and curse, also known as the center of the universe. Break sobriety after watching the news. People get hyped, people get tired, people drown in paying their dues. And I'm in this never ending climb of this blessing and curse, also known as the center of the universe. I'm in the center of the center of. But lose their subway card People find God People find marriage People find amusement in the avant-garde Whilst I'm Living with this age-old crime In this blessing and curse Also known as the centre of the universe People are here People are not here People leave in planes or they're under the ground laugh, people make speeches, people wear black and they don't wear a sound whilst I'm... Are you hearing this band right now? It's really good. <laughs> center of the universe. The center of the center of the universe. Front row seat to watch all the collisions Watch the sunrise from a fire escape. People cry. People feel their hearts take a different shape. And I'm gone. <laughs> People break up and you know your life will descend. And Me 
how we used to play. And you remember that night with, what was it? He was a guitar or bassist or, and you, oh, he was that Ukrainian bassist and you had your hair. People are dead. People are dying. People tell me their stories and they're pretty fucking sad. But I'm doing great. I'm doing fine. question or something? <sighs> I remember my 27-year-old self applying for the visa. I remember being on the platform at 96, waiting for the one train to take me back to my tiny room. I remember being so, so tired. And I looked into that dark distance, waiting for the lights of the train, and I thought, am I screaming into the abyss? Is everyone in the city screaming into the abyss? And if we're all screaming into the abyss, who is going to hear us? I desperately wanted to stay in New York forever. I suspected that it may be impractical and unsustainable even if I got the visa, but this is not thinking like a New Yorker, like a go-getter. You set the goal and you sprint towards it regardless. I wanted to be the person whose highest desire was to live in New York and be a New Yorker, part of that cult-like ecocosm, but not at the cost of other dreams, other wants, other hopes. I filled out the application without enlisting an experienced law firm, and when it was rejected, I did not immediately try again. I took it as fate's instruction, and despite the crying and moping and tantrums, I've been pretty obedient. Maybe in the future, the right opportunity might come along, maybe visas will change, maybe it's just not for now. The door for New York is still there, I just won't knock that one, at least not for a while. But when I saw the Statue of Liberty from the plane coming into land in New York, rivers of tears streamed down my cheeks. I was a tourist in the place I thought of as home. It's time to force the future to stuff itself into two suitcases And hope my memory is backing up all your loving faces It's time to leave behind, it's time to pick and choose and hope the most important parts of you are impossible to lose There are tourists in Times Square thinking that they know this city But we both know that can't possibly be true And there are those in the UK who say that they really know me But they will never know me the way you I may not have made it, but you have made me exactly what I was made for. Oh, New York, New York, don't tell London, I'll always love you more. To dream of here is normal. Like the weather used to be 
To visit here is the pinnacle of the capitalist fantasy To live here is a miracle like the subway smelling clean My love for here is irrepressible like a New Yorker's need for caffeine there are timid conservatives who say the city is submerged in evil But we both know that can't possibly be true And there are those in the UK who say I'm a sweet little angel But they will never know me the way you do Oh New York, New York I may not have was I'll Always Love You More, originally written for Emily Rose, may or may not be getting deported, The Cabaret. The interestingly titled last cabaret I performed in New York before my visa application was officially rejected. For me, to truly leave New York is to feel at peace with the place that I love so that I can love the places that will become home. It's feeling at peace with the lives that I may never live so I can fully embrace the lives that stretch out before me. It's feeling at peace with all the people I was and thought I'd become so I can love all the versions of me that I currently and will eventually embody. I will always be a New Yorker, or maybe I never was a New Yorker. Or maybe it doesn't matter. Or maybe it matters more than I realise. Through the magic of podcasts, I would like to address 24-year-old me. Dear 24-year-old me, in your questionable uniform of Adidas high tops and thermal leggings, your Lipton tea and fig Newtons, or your street cart coffee and stale bagels, if you are listening... Thank you 
Thank you so much for being stupid and selfish and narcissistic and desperate and emotional, short-sighted, big-dreaming, oscillating between running painfully into walls and getting back up again. You're an idiot, and I love you. Almost every choice you made was utterly ridiculous, and yet not a single decision you made was a mistake. And I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry that I couldn't live the life that you desired. I don't want that life. Not anymore. Instead, I am living a life you didn't have the true hope or optimism to dream of, and I would never have arrived in this life if it wasn't for you. And for that, I will always be so grateful. So thank you. And thank you, dear listener. If you have enjoyed the music in this episode, you are likely to enjoy becoming Nigella in concert at the Manchester Jewish Museum on the 26th of November at 7pm, or you will enjoy the multitude of videos found on my YouTube channel at Songs of Emily Rose, or you may wish to follow me on Instagram with the same handle or sign up to my newsletter through my website, www.songsofemilyrose.com. Until next time, I have been Emily Rose and thank you for listening to the Songs of Emily Rose podcast, Season 2, Episode 2.